Welcome back to an all-new episode of The Alex Strom Show. Today is Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. Today is going to be pretty heavy on abortion. If you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, there's been a lot of controversy lately over the pro-life laws that have been passed in places like Ohio, Georgia, and especially Alabama. So today is going to be pretty heavy on the law itself and then debunking some of the abortion arguments that I've seen over social media the past couple days. I tried to have another segment in this today where I actually went to downtown Columbus for about an hour to an hour and a half. I was asking people to, just for their opinions on this controversial issue, a lot of them said no, or all of them said no. One guy actually was walking across the street and yelled back to me that it'll never be solved, so he didn't want to talk about it. He was kind of dismissive towards me. It sucks. It is what it is. I'm actually working on something to have discussions with people where I'm not going up to them, where I have a booth set up and they come to me because I know that I'm not a big fan of when people come up to me and ask me questions on the street so I can understand where they're coming from. But today we're going to start with the Alabama abortion bill. Governor Kay Ivey from Alabama just signed the Alabama Human Life Protection Act, which would ban nearly all abortions in the state. The headlines of this law is that the only exception for an abortion would be if the life of the mother was at risk and that performing an abortion would be a felony offense that is punishable by up to 99 years in prison. There's been a lot of lies that have been spread about this bill on social media, especially from public figures on the left. For example, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said the bill would criminalize any woman who had an abortion, but Section 5 of the bill explicitly states that no woman upon whom an abortion is performed or attempted to be performed shall be criminally or civilly liable. The only people that would actually get in trouble for this are the ones that are performing the abortions. So I'm going to take you through some of the talking points of this bill. The bill starts off with, relating to abortion, to make abortion and attempted abortion felony offenses except in cases where abortion is necessary in order to prevent a serious health risk to the unborn child's mother to provide that a woman who receives an abortion will not be held criminally culpable or civilly liable for receiving the abortion. Right there, they're protecting the life of the mother and they're not going to prosecute them, which is a huge lie that has been spread through the media. I don't see what's so wrong with that. The bill goes on to say, in the United States Declaration of Independence, the principle of natural law that all men are created equal was articulated. The self-evident truth found in natural law that all human beings are equal from creation was at least one of the basis for anti-slavery movement, the women's suffrage movement, the Nuremberg war crime trials, and the American civil rights movement. If those movements had not been able to appeal the truth of universal human equality, they could not have been successful. Abortion advocates speak to women's rights, but they ignore the unborn child, while medical science has increasingly recognized the humanity of the unborn child. Again, I don't see what's so wrong with this. The Constitution, the Declaration, have all decided that we are all equal. Under the 4th and the 14th Amendment, that we have equal protection under the law. That applies to unborn babies as well. They They have a heartbeat. They have their own genetic code. They have their own DNA. They should have the same treatment that we have. They shouldn't be killed. The law then goes into medical advances regarding the development of unborn babies, and then it says, It is estimated that 6 million Jewish people were murdered in German concentration camps during World War II. 3 million people were executed by Joseph Joseph Stalin's regime in the Soviet gulags. 2.5 million people were murdered during the Chinese Great Leap Forward in 1958. 1.5 million to 3 million people were murdered by the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia during the during the 1970s, and approximately 1 million people were murdered during the Rwandan genocide in 1994. All of these are widely acknowledged to have been crimes against humanity, 
By comparison, more than 50 million babies have been aborted in the United States since the Roe decision in 1973, more than three times the number who were killed in German death camps, Chinese purges, Stalin's gulags, Cambodian killing fields, and the Rwandan genocide combined. Which is true. This is abortion is the intentional. It is the intentional stopping of a heartbeat, essentially. They, it's the intentional termination of life. That's killing. If that, if you didn't pick up on that, and if you look at all of these crazy things that have happened in the world, those are murders, right? So is abortion. Except abortion has happened in far greater numbers. If you look at it in Iceland, I've talked about it before. Almost a hundred percent of babies that ha- are supposed to have Down syndrome are killed. There was just a couple in Ireland who they had testing done, and the testing said that their child would have had Down syndrome. They had the abortion, and then post-abortion testing revealed their child was going to be fine. I'm a perfect example of that. I was supposed to have Down syndrome. I don't. 22 years later, I'm still here. The bill then says the use of prescription, the use of pres- the use or prescription of any instrument, medicine, drug, or any other substance or device with the intent to terminate the pregnancy of a woman known to be pregnant with knowledgeable th- with knowledge that the termination by those means will with reasonable likelihood cause the death of the unborn child. The term does not include these activities if done with the intent to save the life or preserve the health of an unborn child, remove a dead unborn child, to deliver the unborn child prematurely, to avoid a serious health risk. Okay, it's just going to go on with things we've already talked about. Again, people say that they're going to ban birth control. This is not what they're talking about. They're talking about the abortion pill. The abortion pill starves the child in utero, which is murder. If you deprive somebody of food, they're going to die. If you do it intentionally, it's murder. Does that make sense? Let's see, the bill goes on and says, In reasonable medical judgment, the child's mother has a condition that so complicates her medical condition that it necessitates the termination of her pregnancy, blah, 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 does not include a woman that has suffering from emotional condition. Okay, so right here, you see the the New York abortion bill where they're going to uh, the health of the mother, which is in socioeconomic status, mental health. And this bill, you have to have two different physicians sign off saying that they are going to have mental issues where they're going to possibly hurt themselves, not be the same uh, mentally or physically. So you need to have physicians sign off on that. Two different ones, so you're not having someone who's just a you know a pro-choice a pro-choice physician who's going to be like, oh yeah, go ahead, kill your baby. And now here's a word from our sponsor. There is a new book out now called On Fire by G. Stone Johnson that I really enjoyed. It is a true life adventure spanning a 30-year career of a firefighter paramedic. It is filled with more than 66 calls, including house and condo fires, rescues, medical emergencies, gunshot wounds, and vehicle traumas. G. Stone Johnson was able to put you in his place to feel what it was really like to be a first-line responder. He helps you experience what it feels, sounds, and even smells like being alone in a raging house fire. After a busy day of fires and rescues, finally return to the firehouse and laugh at the firehouse antics and all the pranks pulled on each other. Sit down with my brother and sister firefighters for a nice hot dinner when all of a sudden the alarm rings and we start again. This book is a must read for anyone interested in becoming a first responder or just interested in this topic in general. You can get On Fire on Amazon.com and on Kindle, but you must type On Fire by G. Stone Johnson. It's a great book and you should definitely go check it out. So now we're going to go into debunking some of the social media arguments that I've seen over the last week or so. Some of them are really um, dumb. This first one says, if a woman has sex with 100 random men in a year, she can still only produce one full-term pregnancy. If a guy has sex with 100 random women in a year, he can produce 100 full-term pregnancies. So why exactly are we only talking about regulating women? 
because abortion is totally about regulating women and not about trying to stop the murder of unborn babies that have their own genetic code, own DNA, a separate heartbeat. Uh, this, this is a good one. It says, so making abortion illegal won't stop abortions. It'll just make them unsafe for women. So before I continue with this one, this was already proven to be a lie just to pass Roe v. Wade. Dr. Bernard Nathanson admitted to fabricating poll results in order to convince the public that so-called back-alley abortions were happening in an effort to, to pass Roe v. Wade. An effort to legalize abortions, really. Senator Dianne Feinstein also said before Roe v. Wade, around 200,000 to 1.2 million women died from abortions, which isn't true. According to the Guttmacher Institute, it was 200,000 to 1.2 million illegal abortions happened, not deaths. In the 1940s, roughly 300 women died from illegal abortions. In the 60s, it was under 200. Then in 1972, the year before Roe v. Wade, 39 women died from illegal abortions, and then 25 women died from legal abortions. The drop in death of illegal abortions came largely due to breakthrough in medicine and better antibiotics. Continuing with this person's argument, it said if we actually want to lower abortion rates, we already know how to do that. Easy access to health care, affordable contraception, and comprehensive sex ed all lower abortion rates without infringing on a woman's right to choose. If you don't support any of these programs, you're not really pro-life, you're pro-control of women, and you should be honest about that. Great. Back to controlling women, because that's, that's all I want to do is control women. I'm, I'm a huge patriarchy fan, as you all know this. But so this post is basically to say, support socialized health care, and we'll end abortion. But we all know how socialized health care goes. It doesn't really work. And also, a woman's right to choose what? So this is what Lila Rose had to say about the woman's right to choose. You said, what about a woman's right to choose? And my answer is, to choose what? What are they choosing? What does an abortion do? We use these, these phrases and these words, and these were invented carefully to mislead people. Sue told some of the story as, as an investigative journalist, these terms, reproductive justice as a mask for abortion, choice as a mask for abortion, to choose what? If everybody here agrees, and I think they do, that it is right, it is never right to intentionally take an innocent human life. It's never right to intentionally take an innocent human life. And if we know that there is a life in the womb and, and he or she is innocent and abortion intentionally ends her life, then it is never right to commit an abortion. This is not woman's empowerment. So I think that's, a, that's a something very important. We have to change the way we're, we're looking at this entirely and not look down on countries that have, have laws against abortion, but instead look to them. I mean, I wish the United States was more advanced and more protective of life, like Mexico has more protections than we do here. We don't even ban sex-selective abortion here. You can kill a girl just because she's a girl in the United States. You can kill a baby through all nine months in the United States. That's, that's choice. No, that's not choice. That's, that's the ending of a life. That's murder. She's really right about this because what is the right to choose? You're cho what, is, what are you choosing in the end? You're not choosing your reproductive health. Reproduction has already happened before you choose to have an abortion. You're choosing murder is what you're choosing. And the idea that all we want to do is just control women is just so incredibly stupid. I don't care about what you want to do with your own body. In fact, my entire political philosophy is for you to live your life the way that you see fit, the way you want to do it, as long as you don't infringe on the rights of others. And one of the few responsibilities of government is to protect life. And the unborn baby is not your body. It is a completely autonomous being, again, with its own genetic code, its own DNA, a separate heartbeat. 
at conception, that baby's gonna know. They're they're gonna they already know how tall they're gonna be. They already know what color hair they're gonna have. Male pattern baldness. They know all these things. But that's not life to people because it's because it's what because it depends on somebody else. Look at anybody else who's depending on any even a toddler. Take a two year old toddler. They're dependent on their mother still even outside the womb. If they're left alone, they're gonna die. And this next one is is pretty funny actually. It's a picture of an over easy egg. And the caption says, according to Alabama, I had chicken for breakfast. This is a stupid argument because regardless if the egg were to be considered a chicken, this is about human life, not just some farm animal. And also, there's definitive proof that human life begins at conception. If you ate an unborn baby at any stage of development, you'd be a cannibal. And this next one is about regulating women's bodies. It says, vasectomies are reversible. Why not just make all men get them? And then, if they're truly ready to be a father, then you can undo them. What's that? You have problems with this? Yes, you're right. It's wrong to regulate men's bodies like that. Again, this is horrible logic. This has absolutely nothing to do with regulating what women can do. Again, I could not care less about what you want to do with your bodies. Seriously, go ahead. Do the weirdest things that you'd want to do. I don't care. Just don't kill babies. And then this one says, I hear migrant children also have heartbeats. Again, false logic. The pro-life argument is about the preservation of life. I'm not okay with kids who come across the border being treated like animals or kept in cages. But that's something that wasn't, it's not just a Trump thing, that's happened under Obama too. But a lot of these kids who are in that position are being forced to be there by people who are trying to get into the United States. These kids aren't being murdered though, at mass rates like babies are in the United States. And here's the last two. So. This is a news article that says that a pregnant 11-year-old rape victim in Ohio would no longer be allowed to have an abortion under state law. But then when you get like halfway through the article, it says that the law won't apply to the 11-year-old they're talking about. So that's really misleading. It's using an emotional response to try to change something. And then the headline of rape is also sort of misleading. She was with a 26-year-old, and although she wanted to be with him, she did want to be with him. She wanted to be with the 11 year old, wanted to be with this guy. And before you rip my head off, it is 100% wrong that a 26 year old would do this. Under the law of the age of consent, it is absolutely rape because 11 year olds can't really protect themselves. They don't, they're just, they're 11 years old. They don't know anything. But when you talk about rape, there's an implied force behind it. And there are reports that she doesn't want to terminate the pregnancy either. But the last thing about this, as horrible as it sounds, abortions for rape victims get rid of the evidence. So Planned Parenthood has been caught several times aiding rapists in getting abortions for minors. A man in Florida raped a 12-year-old girl 500 times, which resulted in seven abortions, and the clinic never once reported the suspected abuse. So this person got to go ahead and rape this girl more because they didn't report it and they were looking to make a profit off of it. And then stand-up comedian Jessica Kirsten tweeted, wait, am I allowed to wear a tampon? Did they ban that too? Are pap smears okay? Can I orgasm? Do I need permission to urinate? If I, God forbid, get cancer, can I treat it? I just want to know what I'm allowed to do with my own f***ing body. Hashtag Alabama abortion bill. And then Matt Walsh responded by saying, You can do all that and even write embarrassingly stupid tweets like this. Just don't kill any humans and everything will be fine. Because that's exactly true. Pro-lifers don't care about what you do. Just don't kill babies. Before we take a quick break, I saw a tweet from a woman named Pri who said, I was 11 years old when I was forced to have an abortion at Planned Parenthood. They knew I was 11 because I kept telling them. I thought they would help me. Instead, they drugged me and killed my baby. For around $400, they got rid of the evidence that I was being trafficked. And this isn't a rare thing for Planned Parenthood. 
You can see all of this and more exposing Planned Parenthood at liveaction.org and by seeing the, the movie Unplanned. Before we take a break, make sure you follow us on social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching the Liberty or Death Podcast, on Instagram, at Liberty or Death Podcast, and on Twitter, at Liberty or Death P. Follow us to get updates on the show, news, and the best political memes out there. I'll be right back after this short break. it's time for my closing segment today on how we are going to win the abortion issue. There are two sides to winning the abortion issue. There's the legislative side and the cultural side. In the end, the legislative side won't win this issue for us. While these bills are being passed in places like Ohio, Alabama, and Georgia that are all huge wins for the movement, they have created an even more angry group of pro-choicers. Winning the cultural battle will ultimately win the legislative battle and show the value for human life at all stages throughout the United States and hopefully across the rest of the world. The cultural side isn't just about abortion culture either, but the culture around relationships, family, the sexual revolution, and traditional values. Yes, lefties, traditional values need to be restored. The idea of saving yourself for marriage, the idea of not having hookups, dating with the intention to marry, These things will help with the idea that abortion isn't something to be celebrated. I hope to God that people like Lena Dunham who say that they wish they had an abortion are outliers of the pro-choice movement. Why would you ever wish a higher risk of attempted suicide, a higher risk of being hospitalized due to mental illness caused by abortion, or a risk of future complications of getting pregnant, or a number of other issues that are increased due to having an abortion? I saw someone's tweet about how nobody's pro-abortion, but they're just someone's pro-right to choose. We've already broke down someone's right to choose with what Lila Rose said, but if that is the case, then why can't those who are pro-life and those who are pro-choice but not pro-abortion work together to change the culture that abortion isn't something that is necessary ever? Why can't we work together to support women? Why do we promote and publicly fund Planned Parenthood instead of promote and publicly fund crisis pregnancy centers? Which one of these organizations is truly for women? We can fight together to reform the adoption system. There are more couples looking to adopt than there are children in the foster care system. Let's work together to find the answer to that problem rather than promoting to murder a baby just because they'd be put up for adoption or would be born into a poor family. Let's work together to change the ignorance that men are making these laws about women's bodies. Roe v. Wade was decided by nine men. Where's the outrage in that? Women are some of the driving forces behind these laws. These laws have nothing to do with women's bodies. These laws have everything to do with preserving human life. Provide women with the resources to be successful in any circumstance of pregnancy, rather than say abortion is best for them and their baby. Abortion is never good for women or the baby who is being killed. Pro-lifers and pro-choicers can work together to fix the idea that abortion is a necessary thing. Abortion is never necessary. We can fix this, not legislators. That's all for The Alex Drum Show today. We'll see you back next week with another episode of The Alex Drum Show. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 